This is Boring Conversation Anyway, Star Wars podcast brought to you by FlyGuy.net and DBSW.net. This is episode four, brought to you in part by BigBadToyStore.com, thousands of toys shipping worldwide, and also by BrianstToys.com, Star Wars vintage and modern toys and collectibles. Make sure to check out to choose FlyGuy.net from where you heard us. So, episode four, we're here as usual with uh, our co-host Whit Anderson. Hello, sir. How's it going? Good to hear, be good. back. Yes, indeed. And so short after our last one as well. <laughs> literally. Uh, I know, literally seems like a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are joined, and this feels a little bit seeing, uh, seeing this when we've just been speaking to him, but uh, joined by our very first guest and uh, uh, a bit of an internet uh, sensation in some ways for us. Um, not only is this podcast done in a kind of, I guess, transatlantic, is what's in California and I'm in Melbourne, but um, Steve uh, from uh, Steve Oslopper, as you guys probably know him out there if you watch YouTube Star Wars videos, Sith Lord two two nine. So hello, sir. How are you doing? Hey, all right. Good. It's kind of weird. We we really have our first transatlantic call here. It's uh, truly global. Quite cool. Yeah. No, we're hitting three corners of the globe here right now. This is kind of cool. Exactly. I don't know whether we can actually connect to someone in Japan or something, but uh, probably the middle <laughs> of the night for them. I have no idea, but. Uh, Thought we would get right around the world, but we're <laughs> cool. Um, so, Steve, you're going to join us here today and just uh, jump in. We'll get round to a point in the show. We're going to uh, focus in on some of the stuff you've done, um, and you can tell us about some of these videos uh, that you've produced over the years. And you're going to talk about your uh, 400th video. That figure actually just makes me still shiver. Think, my God, 400 times you've sat there and done these videos. But uh, hats off to you, dude. Really, I have to say. But, yeah, definitely. Uh, Without a doubt. Um, so, Luke, news-wise this week, you're just going to do a quick roundup of some of the things that have been happening. Um, and again, you guys chip in if you've got anything. One of the biggest things, uh, pieces of news that came out here a couple of weeks ago was that the Wave 4 figures for Star Wars Return of the Jedi Wave was never going to reach Australia. Um, Steve and I were talking about this briefly yesterday. <laughs> that, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. The excuse for the, why this happened is even better. Um, basically, uh, Moustroid.com, a good uh, friend of ours here, spoke to one of the Hasbro reps, and the excuse they gave was um, someone forgot to order it, which just <laughs> blows me away that someone just literally forgot to say to somebody, you know, oh, you better do that for that wave. But uh, they haven't done it. So uh, so despite the fact we're not getting wave four over here, um, it turns out the, sorry, wave three it was, uh, we're getting wave four, and it's just hit the shops here. So that's uh, an Attack of the Clones wave. Um, is that hit anywhere with you guys? You heard anything? You? We haven't heard anything of it yet. Um, I haven't seen any in the stores. I haven't been out too much, but the late, the only latest ones I've seen in stores were the Return of the Jedi wave. Um, and was that before or after the Attack of the Clones one? I know this before. is uh, before, yeah. Okay, yeah. So the Attack of the Clones hasn't hit stores from what I've seen anyway here in the Bay Area. Well, it seems to be for a change. It seems to be hitting here first, but uh. It seems pretty cool. Uh, 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 Django, sorry, Django Fett, Mace Windu. We seem to be getting a kit bash again of uh, another Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, peasant Annie, I think it's in there. Uh, yeah, and the peasant uh, uh, Padme, who comes with so two different heads. Oh, does it? Oh. Yeah, it has two heads, so you can do a different headset. I think one of them was a concept artwork headset, and the other is what was in the movie. Cool. Um, yeah. Didn't realize that's a kind of odd thing for them to do, but uh, oh, okay. Yeah. 
sort of like that John Stewart action figure they did where they had him with the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right that was kind of cool I'd love to get my hands on that one yeah, that's for sure but I don't think there's anything else in that wave I think that's pretty much oh Yoda which was missed out of uh, for some reason they missed that out of the recent wave um, but it's back in so um, so there we yeah, go I'm a little disappointed with that one where it's a picture of Yoda from Empire Strikes Back but then we've got it looks like an episode two or three Yoda yeah. in the pack that's what I thought, and he comes with force lightning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe they'll redo it. The fact it's going to be delete. Well, maybe they won't actually. But um, it was the same with Luke recently in the last one we were talking about in the last podcast, where oh, he's right. Tatooine Luke, but he's actually Endor Luke. Maybe right, we're right, just right. too picky. Maybe we should just be grateful we're getting a figure. <laughs> <laughs> we're picking about the card, and you know, but uh, these things really matter to some people, I guess. So yeah. I open them all up anyway, so I don't. I mean, I sort of keep the cards, but not too much. Well, the conversation with Steve yesterday, you're collecting them all, aren't you, on cards? Um, well, not all of them, but I am trying. Like the the ones that I think look really cool on oh, the card back, I'm, I'm picking multiples up of those because you know I'm I'm an absolute sucker for the vintage card backs. I think they look so cool. They really do. They really do. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the real ploys. They, they knew that so many of us had that. Whether or not we were around at that time, we've seen them all, the vintage collection, the, the vintage vintage. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think yeah. Steve was around back then. <laughs> <laughs> nah. How, how I, old I are you around, now, Steve? I am 19 going on 20 at the minute. Okay. So. Okay. But I, I was around when the, when the second lot of vintage figures came out, you know, that when they first started doing the remakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I think it was like yeah, 2004, them, 2003. Yeah. But again, I was still a, a little bit too young to understand the whole keeping stuff in its packaging kind of <laughs> idea. So I, I still bought them and opened them all up. And now as a carded collector as well, I kind of regret that. <laughs> well, it's a little odd because, I mean, people today do it and they know that if they're in a cards later, they'll be worth more. But, I mean, back then, I mean, I don't know, as a kid, there's no way I could have ever kept them in the packaging. Yeah. And I see them today and there's a lot floating around. Um, some people a lot more willpower than I do. <laughs> I was a kind of rear hybrid. I opened them, but I opened them really carefully. So I kind of, <laughs> I could put them back in the card if I wanted. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll need to see my therapist about that one, I think. I don't know why. Um, so that was, yeah, new figures. Looking forward to them. And, um, yeah, apparently we're going to get them first. So, um, well, they'll be out everywhere, no doubt, in the next couple of weeks. But um, they appear to be hitting stores here, which is nice. You were um you were on StarWars.com again this week, what? In terms of the Twitter account, anyway, you were um your oh, wrapping, yeah. <laughs> your wrapping paper was a hit again. Yeah, my ne- my nephews were really stoked when that picture when I told them that Star Wars had retweeted it. Uh, oh. Yeah, we were. My brother works as a at a restaurant. And he gets big rolls of white paper, and so every year for Christmas, he pulls out the markers and has his kids uh, draw all over the paper uh, and make their own wrapping paper. And so, this year, Uncle Wit was there, so they wanted to do some <laughs> Lego Star Wars stuff. I helped him do some Transformers things and did just a lot of Christmas stuff. Uh, so that was kind of fun. Yeah. It was. It was kind of cool. So, so some of their drawings actually were. It was some of them plus you as well. Yeah. 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 Ah, definitely. Okay, okay, okay. I thought it was all you in some ways. I thought, I thought it looked damn good. <laughs> uh, from the angle that I took it, it was mostly it was from where I was sitting, so it was mostly my stuff from that angle. <laughs> well, we had a big blob of white space to fill in, and my nephew draws uh, uh, Santa the Hut, and uh, that took up all of the big white space that was left on that section of wrapping paper. So Very that good. worked out pretty well. Santa the Hut. Very cool. Um, the other one I saw on your website this week was. Um, the Star Wars Christmas special. I don't know if you've seen this, Steve. Someone's taken the 
uh, well, fine. You you see what you you, you posted it. Um, the Star Wars Christmas special. It's a yeah, the Star Wars Christmas special we all wanted to see, and uh, it's funny. They just re-edited a whole bunch of clips from Star Wars and added funny voices over it. And I won't even try to get into it of what it was. I did have to put it on there because there's you know there might be some spoilers for little kids as far as Santa goes, uh, <laughs> but it was uh, it was just downright funny. I thought uh, it was I, as well. Yeah, yeah, particularly good. Um, we're with a watch. Yeah, and it was. I've been blonde for the last few weeks, and so it was kind of a push to make sure I got some of the Christmas stuff people had sent me up there uh, beforehand. Uh, I haven't even actually. I posted something yesterday just because I hadn't posted anything. Uh, yeah, I need to get back into it. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I guess I I'm on vacation for the holidays right now. Exactly. Or something. Exactly. It's Christmas, and I do think a lot of people are reading this stuff. I think they're off uh, having having a life, and and probably at the Boxing Day sales or the days after, or whatever. But but yes, um, it was a good video anyway. And if you haven't seen it, well worth watching on what site. We'll put that in the show notes. Um, one thing I just posted the other day was I managed to see, and again, I know you guys aren't huge Lego collectors, but uh, it just seems to get more and more addictive and much better quality as it goes on as Star Wars Lego. So we'd seen some 2011 sets, but I've managed to find this video on YouTube where someone's posted images of even more of 2011 sets. But the one that caught my eye was a Millennium Falcon Lego. Which, um, if you don't know before, that huge, huge piece of Lego. It's literally two foot uh, in width mm-hmm. and um, massive amount of bricks and, and, and stuff and hugely expensive as well. But this one looks to be much more scaled down and have an interior apparently that you can play with. And uh, So it just looks great to me. Just tons and tons of effort these guys in Lego seem to be putting in from episode one all the way through to uh, The Empire Strikes Back and so forth. So... So yeah, either you guys at all have any Lego, Star Wars Lego? No? I've got a chunk of them. I mean, just cool. play sets that I had from here and there. Um, <clears throat> my nephews are way into them. They got that big Star Destroyer one a couple years ago. And they, uh, my brother almost wanted to glue some of the pieces together because he could. He didn't want to have to put them back together after that <laughs> stuff. He'd destroy it. Oh dear. Uh, oh, dear. Yeah, well, actually, uh, they have they have a huge bucket of Legos, and one day uh, the youngest nephew Blake was trying to put together a Lego Death Star, and so my brother helped him, and they built this big ball out of Legos. Um, it was multicolored, but uh, it you know it was a big Death Star. So my brother goes out to do a couple chores and comes back in, and it's in pieces all over the living room floor. They'd just spent hours building it. My nephew had destroyed it in like fifteen minutes, oh. and so my brother was on the verge of being upset. Was like, "Oh my gosh, what happened?" And Blake looks up at him, you know, completely innocent, and says, "Oh, Luke destroyed it. That's what Luke does." Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's very cool. Okay, well, unless there's anything else you guys can think of. Well, in fact, did either of you get to see It's a Trap, the family guy? I did. I, I got to see it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I saw both of them the same night. Uh, I was really stoked. What did you think? We're spoiling uh, for Steve here, but sorry, Steve. <laughs> well, I mean, it, I, I mean, personally, I like Robot Chicken better than I like Family Guy. Yeah, but uh, uh, somebody who I was watching it with pointed out that it's kind of hard to judge them side by side because one of them sort of, you know, robot chicken tells all these other stories. Um, whereas family guy just puts the family guy characters into the movie. I mean that, and they do all these shots that are just scene for scene for the movie almost. Um, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. And so I kind of appreciate them on a different level, but I still, I really like the robot chicken one a lot better. 
Yeah, um, I was the same. I think it's um, I'm kind of I'm really hoping they don't go back and do the Phantom Menace, and and uh, I think it's time they maybe let these things lie. <laughs> yeah, I kind of uh, hope so. Yeah, but uh, yeah, for, first one it was funny, but then I think we've kind of they've kind of run out of steam a little bit. But uh, yeah, still it was nice to see some Star Wars animation and and some. Uh, I love watching the guys do the robot chicken stuff. Regardless, I could just watch them do it all day because it's toys. I don't know why that makes such a difference, but uh, oh it's yeah, good fun. Cool. Well, that's pretty much the news of this week. I mean, considering there was anything as a bit of a, a shock uh, being Christmas time, but um, <laughs> but that moves us on along to this uh, other man we have on the phone. As I said, Steve Alsop from the UK, who otherwise known as Sith Lord Two Two Nine. Um, Steve, as I said to you yesterday, we briefly talked. You've been going since February two thousand and eight, or probably longer, as you said, and in, in before yeah. that. Yeah, uh, Sorry, <laughs> when did you officially start? Um, well, I started up with my, my first account. Um, the name escapes me at the minute, but I started doing it in around September, October time of 2007. Cool. Um, but as, as I was saying to you yesterday, I was, I was filming them on my on my camera phone, so they weren't the best quality. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, really. You were doing that on a really, camera phone. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Dedication uh, for you. Yeah. <laughs> What was it? What was it that first started you in, in terms of what made you just think I'm going to review this? What was it that, or use it YouTube? Was, it was just out of impulse. I think because when I actually started doing the reviews was actually the time that I actually discovered YouTube. So I was just browsing YouTube, thinking, oh, "Let's tap in Star Wars figures and see what it brings up." And uh, I found a ton of these these other guys' reviews and just seeing them do their take on it i thought oh, that might give me something to do because you know these figures were just sat in a box under my bed at the time just gathering dust so it was kind of something to do with them if you if you get my drift yeah 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 so was it yeah. instantly did you kind of get a, an immediate response or, or did it take some time to it 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 didn't it didn't i mean the, with the first account that i started up it did take quite a while to you know pick up but um as soon as i set up the the second one it was up and running i got about 500 subscribers within the first four months wow so it, it got quite and by i think september of the same year was i was up to a thousand already so it, you know it, it did take off pretty quickly well just just for everyone out there um steve as i say starts with lord 229 on, on youtube we were talking about this yesterday and you you and i were saying steve about you were saying wow ten 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 and a half thousand subscribers and what a lot of people and, and the thing that i kind of feature again was the, the i still can't believe it 9.1 million views of your videos which is just <laughs> awesome absolutely awesome yeah. it shows that the amount of work that you've done for this and how popular your stuff is um and i think from my perspective you certainly inspired me to do videos and i think it was because you were just you were you for a start. You were very kind of uh, clearly spoken. It was always well lit. You really took your time to show the product. You really gave a good look at it in the camera. And that was one thing I don't think people were doing at all. Plus, you gave really good reviews. Um, so, uh, no, definitely, without a doubt. It's, you'd be surprised how many people um, I think you've inspired to do videos. And I mean, that's a good thing in some ways, but it's also a bad thing, I guess, from competition. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, Somebody's gonna come and take it, take over. Um, I've yeah, got a couple like... of people catching up already, so <laughs> starting oh, yeah. to get a little bit worried now. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's never if you're there. It's not a thing you can um, uh, even when I say competition, I mean it in a friendly way because there's always someone going to provide a different angle and do something different. Oh, yeah. And and you've you've really got the base ground. You've been the one of the people who's really kind of um, 
set it all in stone. But um, one so, thing I really like about the videos is how I mean they're not you get all the information you want, but they're not he doesn't ramble on. Like I mean, I was looking at a couple of this yeah. morning, you know, and they're four or five minutes tops, and that's. You know, I mean, I was going to your site a few years ago, Steve, when I was just getting back into collecting, and it was like if I wanted a figure, I'd hit up your site to see if there was a review of it, and I'd hit up Rebel Scum to look at all the pictures of it and see the articulation. Sure. And that was sort of, you know, I'd be on eBay, and then I'd hit your guys' sites real quick, and then I'd come back uh, and end up buying the figure or not. And <laughs> But, I mean, yeah, four, four minutes was enough to check out the packaging if I was interested in that, see what, you know, your thoughts were on it, get a look at the articulation on it real quick, and um, in and out – you know, no fuss really. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So props to you on that one. Definitely. I, I mean, at some points as well, it was. Um, I used to. I used to think, God, I love that guy, and I hate him too because you'd show me figures <laughs> that would be so gorgeous and so cool when you'd close up on them and think, Damn it, I've got to go and buy this thing now. So I'd hate you for that, but I loved you for showing some of the detail. Like you gave a recent review on uh, uh, Jabba's throne, which was a real thing for a lot of collectors a it was vintage um and b it was such a kind of a detailed line to bring back out again to get that back it was pretty rare and mm-hmm. um but yet your review was showing it and i think the thing that let me down and you on the video was the kind of squidgy belly he has a kind of yeah uh, definitely so you fold the tail over and it folds him funny you mean yeah yeah that's yeah. awful I'm just completely contradicting what I said in the video, though, because in the video I'm like, wow, this is amazing, you've got to go out and buy it, but well, I think <laughs> everyone's were... listening to it now thinking, oh, he's lying. <laughs> no, I think you were I think you were right about the throne and all the excessive, but I think you were definitely disappointed in the video from the, the Jabba, as we all were, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a there still isn't a perfect Jabba out there. I'm using a Clone Wars one with my vintage figures because it looks better than all the others, but... <laughs> Darn it! <laughs> no, but uh, you were saying, Steve, is that, is that a you mentioned uh, the... it's gone? <laughs> oh, it's gone. No, no, right. Uh-oh. Well, there is quite a few. I mean, there's been a few special edition Jabba and a few bits mm. and pieces. And actually, some of the ones there was a Powder the Force one or a Powder the Jedi, I think it was. And yeah, it's I know what you're talking about. Best. It's pretty good. I've seen a few on eBay, but um, it's the same accessories. It comes with the same the hookah pipe and the. Uh, the little yeah, that was the one from two thousand and four, I think the yeah. saga one. Yeah. yeah, that was the one that I was on the hunt for until the new one came out. But you didn't get the the throne with that one, did you? So I was always yeah. on the hunt for a throne, and then as soon as they announced this one, I was like, right, forget it. I've got to get this. Oh yeah, I want this one for the throne and the Ula more than anything else. I mean, I already have the Salacious, salacious Crumb, and it's a better job than the one I have. But yeah, I know that Saga one you guys are talking about. And they put that thing on a card back, if I'm not mistaken, which I yeah. thought would be kind of cool. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, I think you're right. At the end of the day, it's a, it's a kind of piece. You're not going to sit and play with these belly unless you're kind of weird you know uh, all day so you know you're talking about fondling the skirt on your gamorian guard well, why can't i fondle john's belly this is, this is true this is true yes i was fondling my gamorian skirt last week but uh yeah i think we all need a bit of therapy actually quite frankly <laughs> you add up the amount of money we've all spent but um but yeah again just for the sake of everyone else here steve so star wars give us a bit more about your um your first venture into Star Wars, what happened for you that you really, you came across it all and started you collecting and stuff like that? Yeah, somebody in your age group, thing, I'm curious. Yeah. yeah, the first thing that really kicked it off for me, I don't know if you guys are familiar with them, but um, the Jedi Knight and Dark Forces video games. Yeah. I don't know if you've played those. Um, yep. 
I've, I've really got into those when they first came out and that's what really set me off. And then it was just going into a store, seeing these figures from these games that I'd played and thinking, oh, these look pretty cool and buying them and then just, it's just stemmed off from there and gone totally out of control. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. To say that started off with just two figures and to say now that I've got, you know, 300 Stormtroopers, it's a bit... <laughs> <laughs> How old were you at the time? Uh, it'd have been about seven or eight years old. Okay. No, six or seven, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's that's knowing yeah. what you want from an early age, man. That's it. Yep. <laughs> so you, your first Star Wars film would have been... What? It was the special editions, because oh, so they much. came out in around 97. So, But my, my parents swear blind that they took me to the cinema to see them, but I cannot remember going to see the special editions. I remember seeing The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and you know the prequels, but and I cannot remember seeing the special editions, but my parents swear blind that they took me to see them. Wow. But, so you've you've obviously made up for it and seen them now. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So what? So you saw the couple of figures and you saw, um, and they were great games, by the way. And I know what you mean. Probably at the PlayStation uh, at that time of the in the UK, I remember that those kind of games just being everywhere. And Dark Forces was, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. when you look back at it now, it's an awful game. It really just looks like Doom. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but it's they were great. They were really cool, cool at the time, and there was nothing like it. But um. Yeah. What's what's some of your your kind of favourites of your collection? You've got you've got a lot of stuff, and we've seen around. You've got it for anyone that doesn't know. It's on Steve's website or his Facebook page, he's got some um, photographs of your collection. He did a recent one, and I was yeah. drooling over everything. But what's some <laughs> favourites you've got? Um, I, I, in terms of like figures, I don't really I can't pick one because there's just so many to choose from. Sure. But I've got I've got certain areas of my collection, you know. Um, my high-end collectibles are definitely some of my things that I, you know, really want to keep well looked after, like you know my sideshows and my master replicas helmets and stuff like that. Oh, cool. Uh, but in terms of like my figures and stuff, I think uh, I'm going to get absolutely panned for this. But the Clone Wars figures are definitely up there with some of my favourites. Yeah. Um, and the the uh, the new vintage stuff is just mind blowing. It's really good stuff. So uh, all my all the new carded stuff that I've got, you know, because I've been after a, a collection of carded vintage figures for a, a really long time. So to finally have that is that's pretty cool. Are you displaying your carded figures, or do you have them stashed away for now? Um, I've got them all on, pinned up on my wall at the minute in star cases. <laughs> <laughs> you must have a big room. <laughs> it's not actually. That's the that's the surprising thing. Everybody says that you know, judging by seeing it on the video that it looks absolutely huge but um i recently had um i was talking to you yesterday when i Stephen, about um jay rasputin 37 that's right uh, yeah he he came up to visit me a few months back and uh, he stepped foot inside my room and he was like wow it's a lot smaller than i thought it was you, know, it's really <laughs> nice. you could you could probably fit about five people in my room and that's it because it it's huge really, no it's really small it's really really small as well, I mean, probably because there's so much stuff in it, that's why it looks big. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, you've got it well covered. You often, when you do review, I've seen you, you kind of like me. You'll maybe if you got the box of something, you, you'll you know tear it open, tear open. You'll cut it open, and then you'll show that on the screen. And do you keep the boxes for some of the stuff? Um, the only boxes that I tend to keep are the the, the box for like the vehicles and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I've, I've, I think the only actual box that i've made the effort to keep is the vintage snow speeder one because that looks really really good 
you yeah, know the yeah, reproduction yeah. of the vintage artwork that looks really cool so I've, I've kept that i've got that on a shelf uh, it was that was a smart move by hasbro i think to to re-release that stuff because i've seen a lot of people clamor over we had the uh, target over here had the um, vintage atta in the vintage packaging mm-hmm. uh, you know the, the, there's two mm-hmm. styles of it obviously and um God, that thing sold out just overnight. It just uh, there was thousands of them, and it just it literally just went. And it was all that vintage packaging. All the all the other versions that were left were just the normal one. So yeah, it's been a real. I think it's been a real smart move for Hasbro to cash oh, yeah, in I on mean, the collectors. If I had had the cash, I definitely would have picked up one of those. Uh, I mean, it was really really cool to see that in person again because I I remember drooling over an ad ad as a kid, <laughs> but I can never have one. And you get to do it all over again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stand there and drill again. But uh, yeah, so uh, Steve, again, thank you for joining us in the show. You, you, the amount of videos, uh, I mean, again, I was looking through them last night as well. And again, you've, you, I found videos in there and I thought, I've never seen this one before. And I need this figure now. And so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, great job you've done. And um, so what's your kind of plans next? You, you mentioned um, you're up to nearly 400 videos. What's yep. next? Um, well, I was hoping to do uh, the big reveal for what I've got planned for my 400th video actually on the show because a lot of people have been asking me what I've got planned and since you guys got in touch with me to do this, I thought it'd be pretty cool to you know, let it all out here if that's all right. Go, you you uh, let it everything yeah. in words. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm actually, I've actually got a, um, a toy fair planned in, um, well, it's on Friday actually, um, in a local town just near me, uh, Doncaster, and it's like a, a big convention kind of thing. You know, there's booths and tables and stuff with various vendors and sellers. And um, I've been going for about, I don't know, about five or six years now. And um, since I've gotten my YouTube account, I've always said to myself, I really need to make um, a video of this place because it's really, you know, there's so much stuff that it it, it just needs a video. So I thought, you know, there's... I'm up to 400 videos and I'm struggling to find something special to you sure. know, market. So I thought, you know, because uh, I'm meeting up with a few other YouTubers who do uh, reviews at there as well. I'm meeting up with uh, Bushek71. He's making his way down. Oh, excellent. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but the Darth Prime. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's coming down as well. And uh, Daniel East 1000 is going to be... Uh, making his way down there as well. So we're all going to make a big video together and oh, share our polls and stuff and doing an overall video of, of the convention itself. So hopefully uh, it'll live up to all the hype. Cool. You get Bo- get Boshek on camera. He's uh, one of the most um, yeah. prolific guys out there. He's... Yeah, he's, he's, I think he's one of the one of the most famous, I've said reviewers, but he's one of the most famous Star Wars YouTubers without being famous because he's never made a video. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of the nicest guys in comments and everybody, and, and he's just a great guy. And, well, that, he, and I kept going, he's trying to think, he's never done one video, and yet he's really, really uh, popular, but there you go. You don't need to have him. videos. On you go. I've actually met him once before, and he's a really, really nice bloke. He, he really is. Uh, uh, I've told him that he uh, he better get his uh, his slap on for this video because <laughs> he's going to be making his debut. <laughs> exactly. If he doesn't, uh, the pressure's going to be on him now. We're all going to be waiting for this first video from him. So, but um, just while I was looking at your channel, just as we were talking there and just going through all the reviews again, one thing I noticed, and maybe I don't know if you've seen it, maybe you have, but um, YouTube is categories, and you are under the you've been put under the guru category, and you're the fortieth right. most viewed of all time. There you go. Oh yeah. 
So uh, there you go, ladies and gents. We have a guru on the uh, on the podcast here for you. So uh, <laughs> pretty amazing. I love these little badges that uh, YouTube gives you. Pretty cool. But um, so yeah, cool. So we're going to get to to um, that's a little exclusive there for us, I guess, is Steve's uh, 400th video. So watch out for that. So when's that going to be up online, Steve? Do you think just um, the day after or a couple of days after? Yeah, if, if everything goes to plan and the videos, you know. Uh, all well and good then it should i should have time to edit it um when i get home from the overall convention thing so i should hopefully be editing it the night of the fair Excellent. and then uploading it the day after so first cool. of january 2011 wow <laughs> well dude seriously congratulations 400 videos it's phenomenal amount of work and effort and uh is, is, yeah. I have a quick, quick question though. Sure. Is, uh, is is video uh, something you want to go into in the future, or is it related um, to like what your goals are? I'm hoping that it'll lead to something. You know, I'm hoping that being out there will lead to something. But in terms of actually like media production and video, then no, it's actually the complete opposite. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm actually hoping uh, to be a, a graphic designer when I leave college. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's what I've been doing for the last ten or fifteen years or so. Uh, no, very, very, very cool. Yeah, I, I have my hands in a little bit of video and all kinds of stuff. So it's a fun profession for that because you get to be creative in a lot of yeah. different avenues. Better to be a jack of all trades, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, definitely. I was going to say we're all kind of dabbling in video, really. <laughs> it's um, you know, there's all bits and pieces. You, you get your stop motion stuff and uh, that you've done wit and um, mm -hmm. yeah, cool channels. We should <laughs> um, we'll definitely put everybody's stuff in the show notes and um, make sure you you check it out. But uh, Actually, a couple of questions. You mentioned this. What you were wanting to talk about cameras and stuff? Did oh you... yeah, um, yeah. Because uh, yesterday when I talked with you, you had said that Steve could do video conference with us because he doesn't have one that plugs into his computer. Um, how do you go about recording your videos then, Steve? Uh, I use kind of... a, a proper video camera um, to do mine with. I don't use a, a webcam. It's a Panasonic SDRS7 uh -huh. that I use. And uh, as far as I know, it doesn't plug into my computer. So if it does, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no worries. No, I was just curious because, uh, I mean, you know, like Stephen was saying a second ago, we all kind of dabble in all this stuff. So I'm just always kind of curious what other toys people are using. Um, so you just record it to tape then and import it onto yep, the computer it, somehow and yeah, then do a little much. quick post-production? Yeah. Well, it's, it all saves onto a, a SD card. So I just pop the card into the computer and it's all there. And then I oh, just nice. upload it. So. Nice. Nice one. There's there's some talented people out there as well um, in terms of some of the production and, and some of the things. But I think like a lot of the times, YouTube users tend to be. I think as you were hinting at, what it's you know short and concise videos. So I've I've watched one one doing some a little bit of research, looking around YouTube, and you know the, some of them take forty five to fifty seconds just as an intro. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just the title <laughs> sequence. I'm kind of like. Dude, I've clicked yeah. away by now, but um, so uh, yeah, kudos to you. That's guys. one of the reasons why I dropped all my intros because I used to have one, but it just went on for too long and they just got too repetitive. And I thought it was better just to have the video just go straight into what you're talking about because then you're not boring anyone. I don't think it's nice to have yeah. all the, the lights and flashes and everything, but you know, I don't, I don't think you can beat just getting straight to the point, really. No, no, you're right. I think it's it's everybody learns, and I think that's the good thing is you see a lot of people that um perhaps join your follow your comment and they're, they're often very young and just playing around and shooting their first video and uh it's yeah. not critical of it we've all been there i mean i've I shot some rotten videos as well and, and quickly deleted them but um, yep. <laughs> you realize sound quality is a, it's a really important issue uh obviously sound can really make such a difference and yeah the camera you know the quality of the camera 
it's mm-hmm. the one thing I often notice is, um, as I was saying to you, Steve, it's like some people tend to, to look as if the video's been shot in a cinema with their hood yeah. over the phone, and it's incredibly <laughs> dark and really hard to see. And so yeah. thinking about all those things makes such a huge difference. Um, Definitely. It's like um, I was saying yesterday with the... Um, with even with my video camera, I mean, everybody thinks that it's this amazing piece of you know technological m- miracle. But it, you know, unless the weather's nice outside, I can't actually make a video because the the whole color of it just uh, ends up desaturating if it's dull outside. Wow. So I've got to rely on a yeah. sunny day to actually make a video. <laughs> <laughs> Which is you know in the UK that's kind of hard to do sometimes. Yeah, it's very rare. <laughs> it's exactly. never <laughs> It's uh, yeah, that's a once in a, a lifetime occurrence these days, actually. So, uh, cool. Well, uh, look again, stunning video, Steve. Again, uh, 400 videos and 9.1 million views. Wow. Uh, not to make you sweat anymore when you do your videos, <laughs> but um, impressive stuff. And I'm sure you'll be doing plenty, plenty more. Um, so cool. My sincerest condolences go out to your wallets. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do apologise for that. <laughs> oh well. I have a gift card to spend at the moment, so I'm okay with that tip, but not for long. <laughs> it wouldn't last forever. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll put the, the uh, details in the show notes of um, Steve's channel, and if you haven't checked it out, make sure you do. You'll be in for a treat. And, uh, well, not your wallet, but uh, you'll certainly get a good <laughs> look at some figures, some rare and some exclusives that you might never have seen. So, um, okay, as we mentioned, 2010 is nearly at a close. Um, we're all Star Wars obsessives. Um, and I thought this would be a good opportunity in this show just to look back over 2010 and just kind of talk about some of the things that we've seen uh, over this year. There's actually been a lot when you think about it. Uh, we've got a little list of bits and pieces, but one of the subjects, um, and taking it a little bit recently, is Clone Wars. Um, Steve, you're talking about the fact that you really like the Clone Wars line, and, and it's kind of one of your favorites at the moment. I have to say it's yeah. becoming one of mine. I just picked up uh, Embo and that kind of wave, uh, Keto. Parasiti the other day and just stunning figures. I really yeah. like the Keto Parasiti figure. I think that's definitely one of the best ones that they've made because just the, the little details on it. Like I don't know if you've noticed, like the mm. the galactic basic lettering that's, that's on right, yeah. like that. Just minor details like that. Just I think make a figure. Blows me away how they how they do that. But, uh, getting the you know the quality you're seeing the Arabesh or whatever the 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 the, the font. And it's on her arm piece, and it just the detail on it is just, uh, yeah, it's phenomenal, phenomenal. So um, in some ways better than vintage, I think you're right. There's um, some nice, nice touches. But in terms of the TV show, though, um, which makes all these nice figures, how are you guys in the UK for the – where are you up to? Have you, do you get to watch it? Um, we have just had um, – oh, which episode was it? Now? The, the one where Ahsoka and Anakin debut their new look. I, I think it's, is it, is it, is it pursuit of peace or something like that? Or heroes on both sides. One of the, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's the one that we've just, that we've just had. And we're, at, we're actually on a break now until I think the new year. Yep. And that's when it resumes again. I think you get one more and then we all go into this, um, the survival <laughs> rest. Yes, indeed. I really look forward to that. Exactly. So, um, January the seventh for the USA, and um, I guess you guys follow. I think you're apparently you're one day after in the UK. 
and it just never even shows here, so it's kind of pointless. But um, <laughs> you guys thanks, don't get George. any toys. You don't get any oh, cartoons. Like... <laughs> <laughs> don't don't get me started in the Clone Wars over here. It's kind of bizarre. It's a completely different thing. But um, but yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. But in terms of 2010, we had a bit of the last season two, which I thought was particularly good. What about you two? The season two, good for you in Clone I, Wars? I really enjoyed season two. I thought it was really yeah. good. I like the way it wrapped up. You know, it sort of crushed yeah. all my Boba Fett continuity issues, but whatever, it was fun <laughs> to watch. <laughs> yeah, it did really crush a lot of things, didn't it? it changed the way you looked at them, and uh... yeah, but... uh, I'm kind of hoping the season three that we're in right now. I hope the second half picks up, though. I mean, it looks like it's going to in, in the in the previews for it, but they kind of did that last year too, with, with, and they just kind of crammed it all into the last couple of episodes, and I hope that yeah. it is not just the last couple of episodes. I hope this sort of spans the rest of the season, because mm. the first season was kind of boring to me, to tell you the truth. Mm, it uh, was. Yeah, too many... Yeah, too many polit- too much politics, too many banking deregulation plots and tea and tea. all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it was definitely a little bit uh, slow. So yeah, I mean the, the first ten episodes were, I mean they've been panned everywhere, <coughs> and um, a few other sites and stories around had said that uh, the Savage Press screenings, the the um, the volume, the sheer volume of. Uh, Lucasfilm questionnaires that people were filling in was really frantically trying to get the impression of what people liked and what they wanted and and everybody seemed to say that I haven't heard nothing bad about the Savage Press stuff at all. That cool. everyone said, look, forget it. It's um completely redeemed itself. So um, it's back. <laughs> it needs so, to. It needs it to. It needs to. Yeah. It really lost its plot. I think it, it was nothing uh, but tea and intergalactic uh, kind of banking stuff. But it seems a weird um, collection of stories to have. I mean, we started off okay mm-hmm. with a couple of really good episodes. The uh, Clone Wars pre... Uh, what would you call it? Prequels, I guess, for season mm-hmm. two. Um, what did you guys think of that? The fact that really all these episodes have kind of been prequels? Oh, I hate that. I really hate it. It's so confusing because it, it's not. It's not even like they they using. There's no moderation. It's like every single episode that they've shown so far has taken place before a previous yeah. episode, which then in turn creates that episode to take place before a previous episode, mm-hmm. and it's it's getting way too confusing, you know. Because yeah, now the- you're looking at it thinking the episode that you've just watched takes place before an episode in season two which takes place before an episode in season one, which then carries on into season three. And it's like, where, where is this going? Too much. Well, it's, it is weird too, because I mean, the Clone Wars is only a span of time of like three or four years, maybe at the most. And so um, it, there aren't, there aren't these like major landmarks that you can really distinguish to be like, Oh, this happened before that because so-and-so is, you know, no longer here or something. You know, mm. there's not, I don't know. It, it's just, yeah, I don't know. They're just kind of all over the place. It's driving me nuts. The thing that Sorry. does it for me is like, you know, you you're looking at this thing and and Lucasfilm and and uh, whoever else it is that's in charge are always harping on about the fact that Clone Wars is aimed at kids. But you yeah. you you sat there watching it and you're thinking if it's confusing me then this is sure as hell going to confuse There's going to be a lot of confused kids. No, you're right. You're both definitely right. I mean, it's it was as confusing as hell and if we're stuck, yeah, the, the kids will be really screwed but uh it, it just I, I i don't know the first 10 i just i mean what and i were very talking about this sorry it's very underwhelming 
Oh, it was. It was. Uh, I think it really got to that one that, um, and this may confuse some people out there, but there's a, a very famous uh, UK children's author called Enid Blyton, and she writes these books called The Famous Five. And yeah. uh, it's a very kind of, you know, wartime, do-goody, yeah. wonderful kind of, you know, lashings mm-hmm. of ginger beer, Timothy, and it's all very posh. And, <laughs> and, and it was kind of like one of the episodes, that was the lowest point for me was when they had, I think it was on uh, Mandalore. Mm-hmm. I think it was Mandalore. And oh, that was even, kids. exactly, and that was more depressing to me, as, as you're saying, it, it mucked <laughs> up with your, your Boba Fett kind of uh, uh, history. But on Mandalore, the home of Boba Fett and all this yeah. kind of stuff, and there's this, you know, I was getting poisoned by tea and these, you know, the famous five are solving the universe's problems. And, oh, boy, I just thought it really was a point. I thought, I don't think I can watch this anymore. But um, I think I think the saving grace of that episode was seeing the the uniquely colored um, Mandalorian police officers, as, uh, sorry, the Mandalorian police officers and thinking, well, I really hope they do a figure of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was it. That was the only thing that I came out of that episode with. I know, I know, I know. But yeah, Clone Wars 2010, all in. Yeah, I think it's a general consensus from the three of us that it was a bit meh. But um, yeah. here's hoping the next half is good. So, uh, and apparently, and this was the thing, Katie, and I don't want to pan her because that's not very fair, but apparently, Katie Lucas was, uh, George Lucas's daughter, was one of the people behind some of the episodes, although it's, it's all over the place actually on StarWars.com. She wrote some of those episodes, but she also apparently wrote the Savage Press stuff. So. It, it'll be good to see it and kind of get an idea of, um, yeah, how things have changed and moved on. But I, I think the point you said, Steve, about the, you know, the continuity and whatnot, at least when you watch a TV show like Lost, you tended to have that little noise in the background or, or like Wayne's World, if you remember, where they do the diddle-do, diddle-do, the kind of, you know, they pretend they go back in. I need something like that when I'm watching it because otherwise, yeah, as you're saying, is this a prequel to this, to what? So think. The, the the whole thing that really started to confuse me was the episode when um, Ahsoka and I think it was Anakin um, went to see Zero the Hut while he was still in Republic Prison, mm. and that was the episode when Ora Singh actually came back to get her revenge for on on Ahsoka for what happened in right. season two. That's so it, you think when you think about it, if if Zero was still in jail after um, Ora Singh was getting a revenge on uh, Ahsoka. You've got to think that the whole Boba Fett trilogy was all set before Zero went into prison in the first place. Oh. And it's really throwing all the episodes. Oh, no, in no, don't do that to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, that, was the, that was the thing that really did it for me. It's just that because they're creating prequel episodes now that it's throwing all the other episodes into... Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. getting confusing. Well, the, um, it was kind of like that one with uh, 3PO with uh, 3PO goes shopping, which was just one of oh, the side points. <laughs> <It was just... laughs> Say that again. I think you cracked up there, though. Or literally. No, it, was just, it was just like a whole episode of C3PO saying, that, come on, R2, let's go and buy some fruit. I know. <laughs> the, the, one thing Whitney and I picked up on, I think, was I think it was you, Whit, that said it. It was uh, the way that 3PO counts out at one point. It really, literally was like Sesame Street. He counts <laughs> out the money or something. I can't remember. There was some point yeah. it counts out something. And, and it yeah. was literally like, you know, Clone Wars brought to you by the number 10 today or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really bad. It really was. So, um, yeah. 
there was a little clip, and, and again, I, I don't mean to pan him. I don't want to, but uh, Anthony, da- but I will. Uh, Anthony Daniels is—he's uh, a bit of a thesp. He's a bit of a thespian kind of actor. And um, yeah. I always watch the, um, I'm sure you guys do, but on StarWars.com is a mini commentary from Dave Filoni. Yeah, I've seen him. And um, it's a really interesting one to watch the one that uh, Anthony Daniels is on. And and all, yeah. all you really see in the, the little clip is Dave Filoni kind of saying a little bit like, you know, yeah, Anthony Daniels really came in and helped us with the script. And, and that's all he says. And then it's just lots, yeah. lots of Anthony Daniels saying, no, no, you'll be seeing this. And no, no, you want to see that. And so I think <laughs> A little demanding, but um, yeah. well, I think we've done Clone Wars to death for 2010, and may it rest in peace because we want something exciting <laughs> for 2011. So, um, I think that might be a bit of a foreboding statement. Rest in peace, because well, uh, if they keep it up, I don't think it'll be making it past season three. <laughs> you're right, actually, you're right. But uh, hopefully, the next three will make a difference. And I think, as I say, eighth of January for the UK, seventh for uh, the USA, and um, well somewhere else for me but um, <laughs> so yeah looking forward to that there'll be more Star Wars goodies and more Star Wars figures no doubt will come from that but um, when we're talking about Clone Wars we, we mentioned some of the Clone Wars figures um, we've had quite a pile this year actually I'm kind of losing count my shelves just fill up faster than anything um, of Clone Wars it seems to be coming out at such a rate compared to the vintage stuff Um mm. What have you? I mean, you've been collecting a lot. I know, Steve. But what's some of your stuff for the vintage this year alone that you've been kind of uh, really liked? Or what's kind of some of your favourite figures so far? Um, well, I think everybody's going to join me when I say the Gamorrean. Pretty I much, think that's actually. A, that's a fantastic mm-hmm. figure. But the, the one that's really stood out for me, and it's probably one that a lot of people have probably kind of, you know, just seen it on the shelves and thought, meh, it's not really a, a figure that I need. Is the the Wolf figure? You know the claw too, the Jabba. Yeah, I just, yeah he's I just a really him up the other day. He's really nice. He's a, he's a really good figure. I think that's actually my favourite from the wave. It's a, he, it's a really good one. Does he have one of those uh, the the strokeable Gamorrean skirts? Is it the kind of fluffy? He does. He's got a little sheep around his waist. Yeah, yeah, it's a little sheep. <laughs> he's got a little woolen, yeah, a little woolen skirt. Whiff goes woolly. Fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, there's been quite a few. I think even though it was a bit of a re-release for me, one of the figures this year, just because, uh, and we spoke about this yesterday, Steve, on card was Commander Cody. Um, yeah. He, to get that on card this year, it just, you know, uh, it looked so cool and such a great figure, articulated and loads of little accessories and bits and pieces. And it was so soon to its recent release, but yeah, what yeah. the hell? It's um, It's certainly flown off the shelves here. Yeah, they corrected a lot of mistakes on on the re-release. They didn't they did. I think the first one had its belt upside down and had an orange antenna and stuff like that. But the new That's one right. got the the belt flipped around. I mean, you know, for for a collector who's just picking these things up loose, I don't, I don't think I'd have picked it up if I were if I wasn't bothered about having it on the card because stuff like that just I'm not that fussy if I'm honest. Yeah, I skipped it because yeah. of that. Like I, I picked yeah. up the one they released a year ago and it just yeah, bought that one, and then they came out on the card, and I was like, eh. I'm not worried about the belt. Yeah. I just picked it up for the card and novelty more than anything else because I think yeah. it looks really on on the card. Yeah, back. that was me too. That was me too. But uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, I think the belt. I actually wouldn't have noticed if it wasn't for things like nah. scum and everyone else talking about it. Because um, I know. Well, <laughs> I was none the wiser. <laughs> In some ways, when you point these things, I'm like, damn it! Now I know. I don't want to change <laughs> this thing. But um, but that's okay. So that's vintage figures. But um, well, wait, 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 wait! I didn't get to say mine. I you, say do, mine. you do, you do, you <laughs> do. Sorry, sir. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't get to pick up that many of them. I'm looking forward to the Grimorian Guard and the Jedi Luke, but I really like the Luke and Bespin, and if it if she had had ankles, the 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 Hoth Leia would have been perfect, uh, I think. Um, really? Oh. Yeah, I wasn't too... I wish she had had the ankle articulation, um, but uh, her and Luke I thought were really cool uh, as far as this vintage line that came out this year, at least in the fall. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I did, did like Dango a lot, but... but uh, Luke and Leia took a kick for me. I think mm. another one that gets kind of overlooked a little bit is the Magna Guard. No, yeah, the, yeah. He's a really I good figure. Yeah, I lucked out and got four of him. I picked up <laughs> two for Christmas. And so I've got I've got a great little scene of four of them fighting right now. But you're right, the articulation on that guy is a lot of fun. You can do a lot with that guy, um, pose-wise. And I stuff. didn't realize up until the other day as well, but the, you know the cowl that he's got around the head? Mm-hmm. the the kind of thing that's actually removable i didn't know that mm-hmm. until the other <laughs> careful when you take it out though i did that and the head popped out of it and i had to chase it across the living room floor and try and find it so <laughs> space. cool well that's excellent so that's um for you what luke and leah from the vintage collection yeah uh, did you guys have any that were just real disappointments from the vintage line for you guys uh <laughs> that's a good um, question I think the repackage. Well, sorry, you go, Steve. Uh, I think the the Darth Sidious was a little bit of a letdown, in a sense. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, to think that that is one of the the outfits that everybody went crazy for um, to be made as a figure. I think they didn't do as well as they probably could have done on it. Um, mm-hmm. And and the the clone trooper as well, the standard clone trooper. The fact that they yeah. did the helmet. Um, incorrectly the first time round was a, a really big letdown as well. You know, I think I don't see why they couldn't have got that right the first time. But other than that, it's been a pretty <laughs> solid, pretty solid line. Yeah. I think. I think you're right. The um, the clone trooper was a bit of a letdown. I never picked it up just for that that point. They also seem to have a bit of a problem with the uh, helmet being very very yellow at some points as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a kind of nicotine stained yellow helmet without markings, and this body that was a bit you know. Yeah. No, nothing more than ball jointed thighs, um, mm-hmm. or hips, I should say, and and that was it. Yeah, that was a bit of a lame one actually. That was pretty bad. Well, I picked yeah, one the reason I was keep... asking. Oh, don't go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, I'm kind of taking it over a little bit, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, You're the guest. The, the carded clone trooper that I picked up because I, I, that was another one that I wanted to get to keep on the card. Um, mm-hmm. Carded one that I picked up was a US import and. Up until recently, it's the UK that's been having a really big problem with um, parts on clone trooper figures going yellow. Um, right. And the clone trooper that I got from the US um, actually had the yellowed helmet. But then I went and picked up one here in the UK, and that was a it was a perfect white helmet. I think the one with the with the perfectly white helmet is a great figure, but you know the the one that looks a bit ugh, you know it's it's really a bit of a letdown if you ask me. It mm-hmm. is. Like, uh, yeah. the, the reason some... I was asking about the question was uh, I finally got that R2-D2 from the Vintage oh, Wave last okay. night in the mail and I was really, really disappointed with that figure uh, and so that was what kind of made I, I wasn't even going to think of like the worst figure of 2010 but in my opinion I was really let down by that one just too much <laughs> Yeah, the, the leg wouldn't stay down for me I couldn't get the leg to go down in the first place uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I was just kind of overall just really bummed with that I do like so the fact that you get six cups with it or something. That that, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. 
I was going to say that is that the drinks on me version, but it was yeah, it was only one. Yeah. Yeah. It, so what else didn't you like? Was it just the leg wasn't working and? I, the leg didn't work quite right. I don't like the fact that, like, if he's just going to sit there with two legs, uh, there's a hole in his head at all times. Um, I couldn't really get the accessories to fit down into the hole properly to make the leg pop out. Uh, the only thing I really like about it is if he's sitting there with two legs and he has the drink tray on him, he looks great. He'll he'll look great at diorama, but it's not it's not a real functional play toy mm-hmm. for me. I think if you if you turn the head on the dome just a little. Mm-hmm. To the left, at the right, there is a little pop-up. Well, it covers over the hole for a start. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. So that kind of indented hole is a little bit of a, a dip. But uh... I'm not keen yes. on the idea of the the sensor scope just slotting in. It doesn't click into anything. It just sits there. So if you knock it yeah. off the shelf, it'll just fly out. I don't think that's oh, very yeah. good. Yeah. And I live in earthquake country. It's going to fall off my shelf at some point. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually the only thing that goes. You can tell if there was an earthquake because all the dioramas will be knocked over. God. One, one of the figures this year that I really liked to that wave, and it wasn't my favorite, but uh, it was a bit of a surprise, was uh, the C-3PO. Uh-huh. Um, the amount of things that that thing broke down into, the leg, <laughs> the, thing, the thigh, the, the back plate, the face, I think a p- part of the arm. It was um, a lot of people were disappointed in its height and the color that it wasn't yeah. uh, quite as kind of gold. But I actually thought it was, you know, as, as an as an actual kind of um, rendition of the movie into a toy. I thought it was really spot on and beautiful looking. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I'm one of the few people that that um, thought that. But no, I definitely I really on me. Oh. Yeah, I liked it. The only, my only drawback with it was that he can't sit down. Um, and just because his legs are molded kind of funny. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah I think yeah. you're right. I like the color. I got past the height and the detail on it. It's amazing. Yeah. It's certainly the, the detail that Hasbro seemed to be able to produce, as we're seeing even in the Clone Wars figures, is on some figures amazing. And then in others, you think, you know, obviously they gave that to the, the guy in the factory or the girl in the factory who was just not awake that day or something. It's like, what does she do? So uh, yeah, there's been some stunning ones. I'm just looking at a list of them over here and. Um, I mean, we had a sand trooper, which I I really didn't love, but um, I don't know if you guys picked any of that up or. I picked up one. I had to check it out. Yeah, you I quite like that one, no? Steve, did you like that one, the yeah. sand trooper? Yeah, I, I picked it up to keep it carded because that was one of the the ones that I thought you know definitely warranted keeping on its card. You know, you didn't really get cool it. First, you didn't get it in the original vintage line, so. But I think the figure overall, it's all right. But it's nothing, you know. It's nothing that I opened up out of the packaging and went, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's, it's okay, but it's it's just a, you know. No. It ain't no woof, and it ain't no gamorian, That's for sure. But uh, I was just a little dip- disappointed. In the back of that that sand trooper, you'll see uh, where there's normally, I think it's a thermal detonator or a canister, and they just kind of fudged it with the one I had anyway. Was kind of just really sloppily put at the back with some glue and kind of fudged on and it just seemed very kit bash to me and it was a bit of a letdown considering it's such an iconic looking figure but then mm-hmm. I guess they're all iconic in some way to someone <laughs> but, um... they're going back and reusing that sculpt for the standard stormtrooper in one of the upcoming waves they're just stripping it of all its gear and plunking it on a on a stormtrooper card see what I mean it's like that's no good <laughs> yeah that's no good Stormtrooper is pretty. I mean, they're going to sell a gazillion of these things, so they should. Um, I don't know. If, if you look at that entire wave, though, it just, just repacks and repaints. You've got the the smuggler Han Solo with the giant head um, that's been oh, repackaged, yeah. and you've, all they've done is just that. yeah, all they've yeah. done is just slapped metal on it. 
you know. It's, it's really oh yeah, yeah, that makes, yeah. I thought you were talking about the welder. The um. No, the I really like that figure. I think that's a really good one. That one yeah. grew on me. I was really bummed when that one came out, and you didn't get a Bespin Han quite yet. Oh yeah. And Definitely. so I was, I was disappointed with what they released or the figure they released. But once I got my hands on it, I was pretty stoked with it. And mm. a quick little jacket swap, and I ended up with a Bespin and Han uh, from <laughs> the figure. <laughs> Fantastic. I know the, the pressure's really on for these guys to produce a really decent Bespin hand. <laughs> I'm telling you, the pressure is on, and if, I'm waiting for it because I'm, I'm expecting a funny head or something else. <laughs> and we've, I think Port and I have really became fans of, uh, both huge fans of that vintage original trilogy collection hand, which I think mm-hmm. to both of us was just the best hand ever so far. A little on the thin side, but still the best looking hand. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the one they've never really reused that much. Yeah. Uh, instead, we got that funny kind of um, big head hand with the stormtrooper outfit. That uh, was terrible. <laughs> that was <laughs> just, just such a weird figure. And when you put the helmet and the chest plate on, it was just—it was hilarious. Actually, it really was. <laughs> but, uh, the other repack that was in, out this year in that vintage collection was, and I actually really liked the figure, is the Obi Wan Kenobi. Mm. Um, comes with a really silly kind of pilots thing, which doesn't really work for me, but um, mm-hmm. it's a great looking figure. It's one that's really super articulated in every kind of way. Um, it's I, I had that one from a year or two ago, and I didn't realize he had ball jointed hips until like two months ago. <laughs> Hidden under his skirt. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a great figure, really. It's really poseable and just, you know, again, some of the kind of scenes you would maybe want to pose for Revenge of the Sith with Grievous and whatnot. It's uh, particularly mm. cool. Um, and the only other one I can see here that I can remember was Anakin, which I'm never a huge Anakin fan, but it actually wasn't a bad figure. I thought the, the I hero was, really, was quite cool. Yeah, I was cool. really impressed with that one as well. I wasn't, I wasn't planning on picking it up at first, but... I think it was after watching your review on it and I saw it and I thought that actually looks quite cool. The little um, touch that they added on the hand where he's got his hand in a forced choke uh, mm-hmm. position, that that's what sold it for me. Oh, I, I didn't noticed that. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was the other Jeez. one I got last night. And that's That was a great figure. I was kind of shocked. The only reason I picked it up was for the elbows and just yeah. overall, it's such a good looking figure. I had a, a friend of mine, Darth Conlon, um, over here. Was um, he's a huge Darth and Sith fan, and uh, he was really hunting around eBay, tearing his hair out, trying to get hold of the carded version of that, which just said Darth Vader. Um, mm-hmm. It was a very kind of limited amount that got re-released, I believe, and mm-hmm. um, he was looking at paying sixty dollars and all this kind of stuff, and happened to wander into store one day. There was one sitting, so he was a very happy guy for twenty bucks to get Darth Vader. But um, it didn't really bother me. But I, I, for him, it was like you know the absolute utopia, I think, to get this with this uh, version. So, so yeah, very interesting. But I think that was that's pretty much every figure that Leia I liked as well. I thought it was quite good. And um, one we didn't talk about, although they're just out and we've not all seen them, is the Rebel Commando. I've only uh, seen the photo. I haven't seen any. I've only seen one photo. He's pretty good. Steve, did you get one of them or did you? Yeah, yeah, I managed to pick one up. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. the Commando. I'm sorry. I was thinking of the one that's coming out later with the blue shirt. Sorry. Oh, that's cool. You're talking the Endor one. Endor, sorry. My apologies. You have the Endor Rebel Commando. He's um, he's pretty cool. I've just literally got him, but uh, 
a very again kind of poofy puffy jacket but um great yeah. figure pretty yeah. cool um he looks like one of those ones i think you would like what in terms of the head customization um yeah. really kind of standard helmet or head uh-huh. um should be able to swap them out pretty exactly. easily yeah it's a good one that way but um, yeah i plan to pick up a couple of them for that very reason uh, well, they're not going to have multiples, you know, and then, I mean, like right now I've got my indoor setup has like three or four of the power of the force two figures. And they all look the same. And then there's, you know, a couple of other indoor troopers from over the years, but there's quite a few doubles in my little squadron. Yep. Um, the other couple of figures, it, yeah, it's definitely a good one to pick up. The other couple that uh, we haven't talked about, well, Magna Guard, we did. It's a great figure, I think all round. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, General Grievous, which was a kind of a repack um, of bits. Um, he came yeah. out, I think, in the Legacy Collection, but mm-hmm. um, he came with a cape, which was beautiful, actually. It was really nice. Um, the transfer in the back and the way you could actually put the lightsabers inside the cloak was particularly cool. Still doesn't stand, which no, is a I still can't stand. I hate that. <laughs> nuts. Um, it's the one figure, and I look at my cabinet, and it's like the one figure always falls over. General Grievous. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other couple of figures uh, we've kind of skipped by, but I think it's worthwhile having a look at them. Is well, Dengar to me was just mind-blowingly good. I think you've already said that. What? Um, what about you, Steve? Did you pick up Dengar? Or? Yeah, I did. Dengar definitely one of the uh, one of the better figures of the first wave. I think up there with Bespin Luke, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the likeness on it just blew me away. Just uh, the, the detail again, the paint. Um, did you guys pick up the Darth Vader, the actual black helmet Darth Vader um, from? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I got skipped that Darth one Vader. too. <laughs> <laughs> that was the three of us skipped that one. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of funny that all three of us did. Yeah. Well, it's I'm... when don't you go, Steve? Sorry, uh, I was going to say I'm, I'm thinking of picking it up just to add it for, for, again for the carded novel. Card. I haven't mm-hmm. actually got a vintage card. Who's Darth Vader, but unless I see it on clearance or something, I'm not going to stretch out the full price for it because it's just another Darth Vader, isn't it? Really, it it's is. Not a, it is. Nothing special. It's not even. Um, I looked at the, the the images and thanks again to Rebel Scum for doing it, but uh, they always put up the images and tend to compare to previous Darths, and it actually again looks worse. It doesn't look better. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's almost as if when you take the helmet off, he's got a smile on his face. Yeah, I don't understand <laughs> why they made three pieces of his helmet removable considering he only has two taken off it's like the the third bit that is it the chin guard yeah take off is what's the point you know because you don't see him like that and he just looks goofy when you take it off so he does he does <laughs> i think i think that was i think that was hasbro sitting there thinking what can we do to darth vader to make him different to the yes. 1000 darth vaders that we've already made and some <laughs> chirps up and says let's make him smile and, <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. That's a good point. Maybe we're getting really scene-specific Darth Vader's. Now, we've we've had the one that's got the two helmet pieces where he was not smiling, and then the one two seconds later when he's smiling, saying, tell your sister you were right, and and that's (laughs) it. Maybe it's, uh, yeah, so we're getting uh, micro-scene-specific. On the the Blu-rays next year, right? Yeah, happy Vader. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe maybe it was part of a deleted scene where Luke was stripping Vader's armor off, ready to put on the funeral pyre. <laughs> maybe it was from that. Well, that, that's one of the figures that's been asked for is a funeral pyre Vader. They should so, one at Comic Con, I think. Yeah, uh, I think they did a have a prototype years. or something, and I was like, really? Yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> 
I think this. I think they was asked. They were asked about it in a Q and A session a while back, and someone yeah, yeah, said, yeah. "Well, we haven't found a retailer that wants to carry it yet." Well, can you really? Can, can you not buy them out? Why, <laughs> <laughs> mum? Mum, I want this. I want this figure. What is it, sweetheart? Oh, it's a Darth Vader get burnt. Yeah, let's buy that. <laughs> <laughs> to buy that. Yeah. Buy Christmas present. <laughs> It's going to be a hard sale that one, I think, for mm. for some. But people want people want these things so bad. Um, I remember when they did the uh, the crispy uh, Aunt Brew and uh, Uncle Owen, and and you know Hasbro did it as a joke, just as a joke, and oh, the uproar on the Rebel Scum forums about these people saying, "How dare they joke about our collecting?" And I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, but, but this know, is coming from this is coming from the people that asked for Yana Dalgargan. Oh. <laughs> no. For the ice cream bucket guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, great. <laughs> I didn't want That's that one thing. of the things that still baffles me is all these people like demand that these background characters get made. You know, we want Yana Dalgarg and we want um, Ice Cream Maker Guy and we want Jocasta New. But then when they do make them, then they complain that they're warming the pegs. It's like, yeah. you're never happy. <laughs> I know, I know. I actually know a couple of people who really, really want Jocasta New. Oh. And I, I, I think, what? Yeah, it's like, why? you know. Granny Jedi, why would you <laughs> can I want her? But um, you guys enter want her? No, nope, yeah. <laughs> nope. No, I, I just don't. You know, yeah, never mind. So, yeah. the, the argument given by a couple of people was, well, the Jedi that was on an episode just before it, which was a kind of I can't remember his name. It's an episode where Ahsoka's chasing someone who's stolen his uh, stolen oh, a lightsaber, and there's an older. There you go. Yep. And he's in demand. And I thought to a certain degree, yeah, okay, you know. And they said, well, look, if you get the, the Grandpa Jedi with a cane, um, why can't we have Granny Jedi? And I thought, well, you know, okay, touche. So um, <laughs> there's an argument for everybody, I guess. Um, just moving on, I'm just looking at some of the images there, the wave as we, we go through just to see whether you guys like them or not. Dak Raltar, did you pick up Dak from the Vintage yeah, Collection? I picked I it up just to complete the wave. Yeah, I'd like to pick one up just because I could always use another Hoth uh, uh, pilot, uh, but I haven't yep. picked one up yet. I picked it up, and I, I, I it was one of the first figures I'd got. It was actually from Tung Hori, so we got it quite early. And um, But it was the facial sculpt that put me off. He looks really not happy at all. Most <laughs> um, constipated. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, he's got a weird look on his face and yeah. just... And considering the card back is very smiley Dak, it's very happy. Oh. Um, great. Maybe it's the maybe it's the scene specific Dak where he's just crashed and that's him dead. <laughs> uh, the other one was the uh, the kind of mini porn star, which was the cloud car pilot with his handlebar mustache. <laughs> yeah, you I didn't that? I didn't pick him up either because I I had just picked up a couple of the Saga ones from a few years ago because I had. I have two vintage cloud cars and I have like three cloud car pilots from that wave. And I'm like, man, do I really want to go buy a new cloud car now, which is pretty cool and get new pilots for them. And I haven't decided yet right now. They're just background figures for me. So I, I pass cool, figure. Cool figure. I take it. You picked it up for the wave, Steve. Yeah. I picked it up with, with the intent of actually at some point getting another one and then getting a cloud car. But that kind of, you know, died to death because I, ha- I still haven't picked one up and I picked the figure up about six months ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's kind of telling you. Yeah. So he's just he's just kind of stood there gathering dust at the minute. 
I think kudos to Hasbro. One figure, uh, my favourite character, pretty much overall, Boba Fett, came out this year, obviously. They, again, a slightly kit-bashed one of a previous legacy, but with a few subtle changes to the blaster and bits and pieces. So it was the same figure, essentially. And I think that really helped, and Hasbro seemed to put quite a lot of stock out in the shelves. But we got loads of Boba Fetts. I mean, the, the kind of happiness for me was walking into stores and... Even weeks after I'd seen one, still seen Boba Fett's on the peg, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool. <laughs> yeah. For once, it's a peg warmer I really do not mind seeing because uh, you know it's going to go. But um, that was one again I picked up. But I guess you guys probably had that from previous releases, or I had the Legacy one, but I picked it up once again for the carded novelty God. of having it. But we had the complete opposite of what you guys had. It wasn't a peg warmer around here. It was probably one of the hardest figures to come by. Really? I've never yeah. actually seen one on the shelf here. No, I've wow. seen I've seen one in Toys R Us, and the one that I saw in Toys R Us disappeared, and never saw it since. I ended up having to pick it up at a, a retail store, a comic shop, sorry, and uh, I paid a little bit more than I'd have liked to for it. But you know, it was mm. just so hard to get, really hard to get. Wow, it's so interesting the way that Hasbro seemed to manage to. Um... Uh, you know, differing levels of stock and stores. It, it definitely is kind of a, bit, a little bit bizarre, but we seem to get it as part of the Wave 1. He came out, obviously, but then as a restock for Wave 2, he was a kind of top-up figure. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that's why we got so many. Um, we were really, uh, still are, drowning in Wave 2. Um, so, and hence we don't get Wave 3. We're just skipping on a straight onto Wave 4. So maybe that's why. The other, the next figure I can see in the line there was the Attack Commander. Um, and hmm. you and I spoke about that last week with, with um, your little tip to Boilies. Yeah, and then I just saw on Steven's video, or Steve's video, that he had done the exact same thing to get that goggles to sit on top of his head. Because um, yeah. I was frustrated with that for the longest time. I kept seeing pictures of it and was like, they do not fit. How does this work? And then I, you know, finally just used the hot water. I like that figure. I really do. Uh, uh, what about you, Steve? Just you get still going on card, or did you open up? Um, I picked. I picked. Well, I actually got two um, because I, I ended up uh, spoiling myself and picking up the attack. So I needed. Nice. A few, I needed a few guys to to kind of fill that out. Um, but the ones that I got, I ended up gluing the helmet onto one of them because it just kept falling off. Because mm-hmm. it, I don't, no matter how hard I try, that helmet does not stay on. And I'm really, I'm, I'm really bummed out about the fact that you can't put the goggles on the head and then put the helmet on. That yeah. that really kind of, yeah. Like I said, the the boil and and uh, slide it on kind of method where you put the the goggles over the top of the helmet works a treat. But mm. getting the goggles and the helmet to fit on the head is just a real pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you did that the whip, didn't you? Yeah, that was what I did, and then, like I was saying, I just went back and looked at his videos this morning, and I saw that he had done the same thing for his. Um, And while I had it hot, I put it on his head and sort of smooshed the helmet around his head a little bit, and it it stays on a little bit better, but I could see if I had multiples, I would definitely glue one of them on. Uh, I'm tempted to do that with that wolf figure from uh, Return of the Jedi, because he's an awesome figure, aside from the helmet thing always coming off. Hmm. I have problems with the Gamorrean's helmet. The Gamorrean's helmet doesn't seem to stay on. For really? Me. Yeah, it's a blue. It, it, yeah. it just it just kind of sits there. It doesn't <laughs> it doesn't even slide into place. It just you just kind of have to balance it on his head and hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll probably use a spot of super glue on that. I've been known to do that in the past. Yeah, yeah no, I just a bit of blue tech was needed for me immediately. It just kept falling off. You're right. It was uh, not a great figure. Uh, no, well, not a great uh, kind of attachment onto the head. Mm-hmm. Um. 
Last one, um, we've had a few that are new, but we, you know, so Wave Three, and that's not really hit for a lot of us. But uh, um, the last one really was Zuckus, um, or was it Zuckus? No, Forlom. My apologies. Do you guys uh, want well, a Forlom? Do you want one? I have four of them right now. <laughs> I don't want another one. You have four Forloms. I okay. do. I, well, cause I, How did you get four? Well, I bought one originally, like when it was out on the thirtieth anniversary, and then. No, I'm oh, sorry, I only okay. got three. I'm sorry, I, I gave one away recently. But then when I wanted the Dengar, it was a two-pack from Tungori on eBay, and he threw in a four-lom, and I was like, ah, whatever, a second four-lom. And then I was just showing this to you yesterday, Stephen, but they, I got that big Empire Strikes Back nine-pack uh, from Target, yeah. and there was another oh, four-lom in, in there. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you guys are in need of one, <laughs> let me know. I will send you one. <laughs> <laughs> you could almost is he um is he kind of like builder droid? You could almost do a kind of um. If I had a ball jointed head that fit, um, and the only ball jointed yeah, droid head I have floating around is that evil C three PO from a year or two ago, um, and the head the ball is too small for that. So, yeah, I don't know. I was looking through my part my customization bucket the other day, and I don't really have any heads that'll swap with it. Uh, I don't know. He's just a background figure for the most part, you know. I might even paint him, kind of tarnish him, and stick him in a droid or sand crawler scene or something. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, that's pretty much vintage. Um, just while we're talking about figures, we might as well rinse through a few of the Clone Wars ones. Um, just out of any, um, did we talk about that Clone Wars figures that were cool from the year? Did we mention that at all? Do you guys have any? I had a couple. Figures? I haven't mentioned them yet. Sure, go for it. Um, I don't know, maybe it's a thing for the, the women in that line, but I really liked the Aura Singh and the Shock T figure that came out this year. Mm. Um, and I don't, I don't pick up a lot of Singh of the, or I don't pick up a lot of the Clone Wars figures because I prefer the Legacy, but Aura Singh and Shock T were abstract enough that they fit in pretty well with the Legacy figures. Um, mm. um, yeah, so those are my two favorites. Cool. What about you, Steve? Um, Clone Wars for 2010? As I said before, Kato Parasite. Kato, yeah. Yeah, but um, ever since picking them up, I'm absolutely hooked on the uh, the Mandalorian Warriors. Oh, they me are too. So cool. They, are they so do look really cool. <laughs> there's loads of variations of them. Um, when you buy the Mandalore four pack, there's slight different versions and some attachments and weapons. Yeah. But the one that came on the speeder bike was the kind of utopian one, I think, for me. Mm. Did you see that one? I've you never seen little... it. I have never, oh, seen, never it seen it. Those. It's never it's, for some reason it's just completely. De- the wave has come out with the Mandalorian speeder in it, but we've never seen the Mandalorian speeder. It's really, <laughs> it's, it's really strange. I highly recommend picking that one up if you can get hold of it, uh, even on eBay. There's a couple of loose ones floating around, um, but it's a completely different paint job, and it makes such a difference because instead of the light blue, this dark blue really just, I don't know, much, much better. It looks much more like my favorite Clone Wars figure of the year, um, probably no surprise, was Pre Vizsla. Mm-hmm. Um, just to get a Mandalore with a removable helmet and a cape and the blade and the jetpack and a blaster. Oh, my God. That was just <laughs> fanboy heaven. That was just, this is fantastic. Which um, I think was one of the reasons why season two was just phenomenal to me was to get to see the background of this stuff and albeit brief, that's all we needed was just even a hint towards some of this stuff was fantastic. Um, but that was one of my favorites this year. And, and you're right, what Aura Singh was, uh, what a beautiful figure. The detail again on that was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best without a doubt. Yeah, the antenna's a little thick, but it's not that bad. Yeah, 
I've, I've seen a few methods of people cutting it off and sticking a pin in her head. I'm it kind of looks the part. Yeah, I'm tempted to do that <laughs> with really... that and with uh, Commander Cody for his little shoulder thing. That's uh, right. That's right. One where right. somebody used a pin, and I was like, wow, it's perfect. Exactly. That's all he needs. Okay, we've kind of rinsed the figures pretty well, and this is going to be a pretty long show, uh, but we move on to a couple of other things. One of the biggest announcements this year was Star Wars is coming in 3D. Float your boat or did nothing for you? Are either of you guys fans of 3D? What do you think? Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of it more than I actually like it because I like sitting in it because I've been to see a few 3D films and obviously wearing glasses it's an absolute pain in the ass trying to get 3D glasses over the top of those <laughs> oh I bet yeah, I bet so, I'm, I'm looking forward to it I'll, I'll go and see them definitely but you know it's it's kind of the it's just I will go and see it and I'm really looking forward to it but I'm just going to be you know going to take me a while to try and get comfortable you wearing see glasses <laughs> well what's nice too is that it will be you can probably go to a screen right next door that's showing it in 2D, so you can get the experience of it being on the big screen. You don't have to go through all the 3D hoopla. Um, yeah. And you just get to see the movie on the big screen again, which is going to be cool, yeah, in my opinion, because I'm not a big fan of 3D either. It makes my eyes hurt. I don't even wear glasses. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much the same. I think, as you know, we covered this earlier on, what was just the fact that Star Wars are going to be in the cinemas again. And as you were saying, Steve, uh, if you think about it, the generation that's going to be seven and eight years old now or, or when they come out i think we're getting one every year from 2012 i think it was something yeah. like that um so the the awesomeness for me was um there was loads of negativity towards it and i was like dude shut up it's we're gonna get star wars in the cinema again for the next mm-hmm. six years yeah. um the not that we need it but the amount of toys and the kind of support mm-hmm. and the the licenses that alone is just going to make it a bit of a paradise for star wars i think um so yeah six movies in 3d i think it was from 2012 i might be wrong yeah it starts Uh, then and goes on i don't know what the release schedule is like on them um for me for me it's going to start in 2014 because i think i'll be skipping phantom menace and attack of the clones i know i I liked attack of the clones but uh it was okay one of the few i don't think it's something that i really need to see in the cinema again but to see revenge of the sith again in the cinema be, Don't you want to see cool. Jar Jar in 3D? Come on, Steve. <laughs> Misa in 3D. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I hate seeing him in I, 2D, let alone 3D. <laughs> I, know. I think there's going to be um, some, uh, uh, definitely they're going to make some tweaks, and I think that's going to make it the fact that we'll all go whether we like it or not. We'll be going again. Mm-hmm. Um, the tweaks such as the digitalization of Yoda in the Phantom Menace at some point. I mean, he looks so daft in that Jedi Council scene. Um, it's the yeah. most Muppet-looking Muppet I've ever seen. I mean, when you look back at the Empire Strikes Back nearly 25, 30 years yeah. ago, it's and the better. quality of Yoda there and the quality of the Phantom Menace is like, what? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to little tweaks and tucks. And, and maybe, hopefully maybe... Um, the 3D in the right parts. I mean, the pod race could be cool, very cool, in fact. Mm. And you know, there's plenty of cool bits in there. I think could make a difference. But seeing it in the you know good audio again in a cinema, yeah. I, I take it you guys, if you haven't seen it, I'm sure you will. Is Tron? Did you guys get to go and see that? Not yet, but soon. You, uh, Steve? I'm, no, I'm not planning on going to see it. No, I've heard a lot of good reviews about it, but it's just, it doesn't really do anything for me. 
I think just from a sci-fi perspective, getting to see it, we've got an IMAX, we're lucky enough there's an IMAX cinema close by, and um, and seeing it in IMAX on this huge screen in 3D and with the sound hmm. is definitely the way I think they intended you to see these kind of films. Yeah. Particularly when they're so digital, the, the screen is just mind-blowing. It literally was a digital screen. It was so beautiful looking. Um, and again, rendering all those graphics and the kind of stuff for the, the you know the light cycles, it's one that I would go and see. But that that to me is what I'm looking forward to is really getting to see that cinema experience again with Star Wars, like you uh, you can't remember or you've uh, you know you've never seen. So um, so I think generally all round we're we're all looking forward to it. maybe just not Jar Jar. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, cool. Somebody pointed out the uh, other day when they were seeing, looking at all my action figures, and they said, you don't have a Jar Jar action figure. Said, of course I don't have a Jar Jar, and I do. I can flesh out almost any scene from any movie, but I don't have a Jar Jar. It's, 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 it's true. It's baffling, though, isn't it? Because I don't know if you guys know about this, but the, the Clone Wars Jar Jar uh, figure that came out is actually one of the most expensive. It is. It, it goes for absolutely – I mean, I was lucky enough to – find it at retail but to you know you search for it on ebay and it goes for like 60 70 pounds over here in the uk that's just crazy <laughs> oh, Jar Jar. that's ridiculous it was a pretty cool figure if i remember in terms of oh, yeah. the, the the body yeah. and articulation and yeah it was a good yeah, figure no it's just a terrible character <laughs> yeah yeah he's getting cooler as time goes on there was a bit of a debate uh, going on a while ago that Jar Jar's getting you know he's getting less heat now a little bit and uh He's kind of getting accepted, but yeah, that's because the it show itself popular. sucks. We don't care about Jar Jar anymore. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I think he was ter- it was really bad in season two. Uh, not season two, sorry, season one, because they changed his yes. voice, didn't they? Ahmed Best. That's stopped. right. That's but right. After that, he got on my nerves to a whole new level, because the voice, the the voice that they replaced Ahmed Best with, just ah, oh, it was it was painful. <laughs> it was horrible. It was, um, it was a mysterious voice actor. I remember listening to the voice cast, the, vo- the force cast, and they were trying to track him down. And apparently, it was B. J. Hughes, and to this day, this person does not came forward, and we don't know who B. J. Hughes is. Hmm. So oh, he was the stand-in for Ahmed Best. So, Are you guys carry on for just a second. I'll be right back. No worries. Good going. Um, so, in terms of uh, Star Wars 3D, I mean, it's one of the things I think I, I'm really looking forward to seeing it, and again, that cinema experience and all the. Uh, the opportunity to buy toys again and licenses. So, yeah, I think I know what you're saying, and a lot of people don't like the 3D experience. I think we're going to really struggle to get to see it in uh, 2D. I'd have to say. Mm. I mean, do you get do you get many movies that you get the 2D version of? Um, it, odds are, if they if it's a film that they're re-releasing in 3D as opposed to re- just a general release, like say Toy Story 3. Yep. Um, that came out in 3D and 2D, but the the previous two Toy Stories just came out in 3D. They didn't bother doing them in 2D again. So I don't know whether that's yeah. going to be the same thing for Star Wars, but that's what they did for that. So it seems to be the case here that uh, if we get, for example, Toy Story 3, 3D was everywhere, um, and if you wanted to see Toy Story 3 in non-3D in 2D. It was kind of like, you know, you had to go on a Tuesday afternoon between 10 past 2 and 10 past... You know, it's the only kind of time they showed it. So you were really, a, you were kind of trapped into 3D or not for us. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so I think wherever we go, we were going to get 3D, whether we like it or not these days. They, they can get more money from us, so uh, they're going to do it, that's for sure. But they don't give you the option um, of seeing it in 2D on a different screen sometimes? 
Well, that's what I was saying. It was just that they do, but it kind of, you know, uh, one Tuesday in the month uh, and you have to be there at 10 past two, oh. you know, or something. It's a really bizarre time in the middle of the day. And yeah, so you're kind of, it's 3D or nothing really pretty much as we move on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and when they can make an extra five or 10 bucks in some cases off you for glasses and other crap, you know, they're going to, they're yeah. going to. Hence why we have Star Wars in 3D. <laughs> I'm sure there's some money objectives behind this. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Probably. Um, one thing you went to, Steve, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about it, was I'd love to see this. And it's been all around the US twice. It's been all around the UK, I think, twice. And it's still never been this side of the world, is Star Wars in concert. Uh, now you, you went with um, Rasputin 37, didn't you? Yeah, I did. And I've got to admit that... It that was one of the best experiences in my life. It really was. Wow. It was really, really good. Not you know just ju- not just going, but you know being able to share it with a fellow Star Wars fan. You know because I, I asked my girlfriend if she wanted to go, but it it didn't really appeal to her that much, um, and <laughs> for obvious reasons. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> for uh, to you know to be able to go with with a fellow Star Wars fan who's who's sitting there appreciating it in the same ways that you do, it was just absolutely mm. fantastic. And the atmosphere. I mean, we we actually went and the arena was half empty. But wow. Yeah, it a lot of the arena was all it was all curtained off, so there was only about half of the you know half of the arena that was actually in attendance. But regardless of how many people were there, the atmosphere was just mind blowing. Yeah, just it, I think the weird thing was just like he, hearing the music, but seeing the orchestra on stage playing it, it's just putting the two and two together, thinking, wow, that's coming from there. You know, it's yeah, not just coming yeah. from the speaker or anything; it's coming from those people st- sat on the stage. And it was just, oh, I, had, I genuinely had goosebumps. It was brilliant, really good. That's kind of cool because I hadn't thought of it that way before. But you're you're right. I mean, you are there to appreciate the orchestra, and they have the visuals for the movie, and it's almost reverse of the movie where you go and you watch the movie, but in the voc or in the 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 music sort of enhances that experience. Whereas this is the mm. opposite. You're going for yeah. the music, and the visuals are there to enhance the music. Yeah. Um, yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I really wish so, I'd been so, able to see that. For those that didn't get to see it and uh, and didn't know much about it, and correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, you went there. It's um, basically a live stage show with an audience, an orchestra. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's an audience, but the orchestra is playing to a huge, beautiful screen with yeah. kind of light effects. I think for the whole six movies, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. There's like there's um, one big screen, if I can remember rightly. It's going on a year ago since I went to see it. Oh, really? Yeah, but as from what I can remember, there's a there's a big screen um, in the middle, um, and then you've got like these sort of distorted screens at the side that you can just see like X wings and facial expressions and stuff um, that are flashing at the side of it, and then you've got like the strobe lights and the flashlights and stuff coming across with the music. And, oh, it's just, wow. <laughs> it's okay, that's a that, that's a thumbs up from you, man. <laughs> yeah, just reminiscing about it, it's like oh, I want to go again. <laughs> and they have a gallery of like props and costumes and stuff like that too, don't? In like the yeah. lobby or showroom. Yeah, they did. Um, mm. There wasn't that many um, at our arena because the arena that we went to see it in isn't as big as some of the others. But we got most of the um, most of the props and stuff. You know, they, they got glass cabinets with the costumes and some of the mm. weapon replicas and stuff like that. Um, and obviously the 501st were there as well because uh, I don't know if, I don't know if you guys have seen my Facebook page but I've got the photos on there 
um, oh, from. Nice. But uh, yeah, it was it was really good, really really good. And, and you also get Anthony Daniels and um, is John yeah. Williams there or is it? Uh, no, it's the the guy who was conducting it actually looked like Fabio Capello. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, if if you guys know who that is, I'm, I'm hoping you do. <laughs> Footballer, isn't it? Yeah, the 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 uh, manager of the England football team. Uh, okay. It's actually the spitting image of him. It wasn't John Williams, unfortunately, but I think it was. <laughs> it was the the London Symphony Orchestra, I think, and they were really, you know, they were phenomenal. Hats off goes to them for not, you know, stage fright. They just killed me for that. That was just it was just so cool how they managed to keep the cool all the way through it. That's excellent. Well, I think there definitely were some shows, I think, in 2010, which is why I managed to pick that, because I posted something about it. Um, but yeah, I think you saw it just over a year ago, you'd said. so. Um, yeah, it was, but, I think uh, it was March last year. Yeah. yeah, but it seems to have snowballed, and it's um, or mothballed, I should say, because it's not been out since uh, for yeah. some time. So hopefully they'll bring it back. Um, it'd be good to get a chance to see it in the side of the world, because yeah, well, with after that review, I want to see it now. <laughs> so um, look, another kind of big, huge event this year. I don't think uh, either of us got to go to it, but there was some interesting stuff that happened there. Was Star Wars Celebration Five? Yeah. Um, it seemed to be. I mean, I was very fortunate enough. I've, I've managed to get to go to Celebration London. I don't know whether you did, Steve, or... No, I wanted to, but, you know, the funds just wouldn't allow it. Yeah. <laughs> it was it... Uh, a little bit too... Cause I, 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 even though I'm, I'm in the UK, I still live a good 500 miles away from London, so I didn't get the chance to actually go down there. And, and, go in, yeah. and the cost of getting down there would have just been, you know, ridiculous, especially for the four days that I think it was on. So yeah, no, yeah. I didn't get the chance to go. Well, it was kind of like you, I mean, this is, this is not 2010, this is obviously many years ago, but just as a precursor, it was one of the best events I'd ever been to, I think, from a Star Wars perspective. I mean, you're seeing getting to go with a Star Wars friend and, you know, really enjoy it. You know, when you're amongst nothing but Star Wars friends, let me tell you, the atmosphere is just unbelievable. Uh, if you get a chance, go. Just again, that, that buzz around, everybody knows what you're talking about. Everybody knows every little weird reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all as anal and as obsessive and in need of therapy as you are. Everybody's, you know, a collector. And it's Everyone's phenomenal. a geek. <laughs> Everybody's a geek. You know, you're, you're getting in the elevator and you're going you know, going downstairs in the morning and, you know, you're having Star Wars conversations and it's just never ending and it's uh, one of the best events. So I really wanted to go, but the funds, yeah, it's, it was a lot of money to go to Florida. But um, Yeah, I couldn't even make it. I didn't have to cross any oceans like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was four days again and, yeah, the tickets weren't cheap either. But, yeah. uh, but um, a lot of stuff went on. I have to say a lot of the things that came out of it, uh, you know, the so-called exclusives were really kind of cashing in on the Star Wars fan, you know, um, Lando mustaches and... Uh, <laughs> the Yoda you know, years and all kinds of yeah, stuff. It a, yeah, it was a little bit Florida-ish theme park for me. It was um, not quite as cool as uh, I'd, I'd experienced, certainly. There was a lot of really fine art, and there was still the same at Celebration 5, but... Um, some interesting stuff nonetheless and one of the st- you know getting George Lucas on the stage and you know with John Stewart and his John Stewart trooper figure which was very cool um, lots of stuff on a lot of a lot of actors were interviewed there Carrie Fisher only got a very brief stint there sadly but uh, yeah just a huge event happened this year lots of little exclusives came out which all then seemed to end up on StarWarsShop.com so um, yeah tea towels and Lando mustaches 
I think they're still up there for sale, so uh, you can head on and get them. But uh, yep, maybe the next one we'll all get to meet up and uh, we'll do that whenever Star Wars Celebration Six is. But um, one other big event this year um, was we get got the Force Unleashed two. Uh, now we've talked about this before in the podcast, but just because you're here, Steve, just from your perspective, what was your thoughts on um, that game? If you've got or played that game. I have got it. I got it for Christmas, but I haven't. Ah. I haven't had the chance to play on it yet. Um, okay. I've heard a lot of people saying that it's it's not as good as the first one. Um, you know, the the they, they were kind of trying to milk the franchise a little bit by bringing Starkiller back as a clone. Yep. Um, when you say not uh, as good, is it not as good story wise or not as good like gameplay wise? Uh, I'm I'm not sure. I've, it's just a, I think it was just the general consensus was that it mm. wasn't as good yeah. as the first one but yeah. like i said I've, I've yet to play it so it might turn out that I, that I really enjoy it but i'm hoping that i really enjoy it anyway so yeah well i uh when i got the thing um it's like a complete fanboy i got it got it the packet just put it on i said i'll just have a look at it just watch the opening movie six and a half hours later to 2 a.m in the morning i'd finished it <laughs> so uh <laughs> That's it's, disappointing, especially if you're like me and you're not a gamer. Like, when I beat the first one, I was like, yeah. wait a minute, I don't beat video games. What the hell? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, uh, I, that, I think that's one of the good things about it was it was, I mean, we've given, we've talked <clears throat> about this, but it, very briefly, it was um, easy to play. It was very easy to, to get into. The story, you're right, it was definitely, the, the first game was longer and much more kind of thought about it a few things were tacked on we we get and hopefully i'm not spoiling it for you steve because it's been all over the internet but there's brief appearances by yoda and boba fett yeah and um they felt a little tacked on and this story yeah you know bringing back uh star as a clone was a little weird but um look it's uh it's beautiful looking game uh the cutscenes are phenomenal they look uh, so beautiful i just wanted to sit and watch them as movies and i think that's what really kept me going to get through the game quickly was it was like a kind of mini movie and you wanted to see what happened next. Yeah. But um, it was a bit of an event. It really was. We had a, we had a comic book, uh, we had a book, we had, a no, we had an audio book. Um, uh, we're going to get toys apparently next year. Um, okay, that was a question I was about to ask because I'm, yeah. I'm sitting here looking at my rocket-firing Bubble Fett uh, that I got mailed away. And it's like, I mean, this has been the year of Bubble Fett. I mean, I'm sure you guys can kind of agree with me on that one. That and the Ad-Ad Walker. But, uh, yeah. you know, Boba Fett plays sort of a big role in this game. I'm kind of shocked that we haven't seen a, a Force Unleashed carded Boba Fett figure floating around yet. But as you said, That's we true. might get it next year, I guess. <laughs> well, I think in some ways what a, it'll have to be next year because, I mean, there's no change to his armor or anything. It's just, you know, yeah. repackaged, I guess. But, mm-hmm. but, yeah, apparently we're getting them. We're getting Star Killers and we're getting uh, probably all the other figures that were in there. So, um, yeah. I liked them. I liked the first figures. Did you guys collect much of the... the I know you just got them the other day, Steve, but yeah. figures from the first game? I managed to get the the entire um, carded set of... Fi- well, I, did, I didn't actually keep them carded, but I got the basic um, figures that they released as the 30th anniversary collection with the battle-damaged Vader and um, mm. Ram Kurter and the Shadow Guard and stuff like that. And obviously, as I was saying to you yes, uh, yesterday, Steve, the... Uh, the Force Unleashed multi-packs. Um, I managed to pick those up as well. Um, the only things that I'm missing are the Felucian Rancor and the original 
evolutions pack that they did of, of star killer that's the oh, only thing yeah, that, it looked like a cool pack i got the evolution mm. rancor but i didn't get the evolution with it uh yeah i picked up the juno eclipse i bought i bought her to fly around my imperial shuttle i, I thought she was a pretty cool pilot for that <laughs> uh yeah there were a couple she, of figures I liked from it. yeah she is i mean yeah i mean if you're gonna i don't know i love my imperial shuttle and that was uh when they came out with her, it was like, sweet, I got a hot female pilot for that thing. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic. They were pretty cool figures. One, I was talking to a friend the other day, and he's uh, um, just mentioned how uh, Maris Brood, who was not a great figure. Really. She was cool, but um, again, that female Jedi, and I think anything in the female uh, line, if it's got a kind of uh, young and fairly hot, and it's got a halter top on or whatever it's called, <laughs> um, they sell. They sell in bucket loads. And uh, yeah. true enough, she is really expensive to get hold of. So um, Yeah, I was sad I didn't get her. I saw her in store a couple times, but I didn't pick her up and uh, really kick myself for that one now. It was her and that shock tee that they released from that. And not just because they're yeah. the hot girls, but because you don't get enough female <laughs> characters in the line, really. And it's nice. That's true. You. That's true. Or that's our excuse and we're sticking to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not a... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Well, look, we've kept you guys on long enough, but there's one more subject just to um, uh, cover, unless you guys have got anything else. But one of the things that uh, really got me going, and it was announced to tie in with that Celebration 5 story, was George Lucas confirmed Star Wars finally on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a post at the time that I put up, and it said 10 things the forthcoming Blue- Star Wars Blu-ray should include. So this was around about the time, and... Um, there's loads of cool points on here, and these guys went into. Uh, I mean, literally, they want every single thing on this box set. <laughs> and I have to say, I don't think we're going to get it. No. I think we're going to get milked again. Um, mm. But the first thing they said was they wanted the complete saga. Are you guys both one of those kind of people? Do you want the you know original, original, the vintage, vintage, and you know the special editions and so forth? What's mm. your? Well, I, I don't have a Blu-ray player, so um. I'm perfectly happy with the original uh, box sets of the prequels and the originals that I've got. So I don't. I'm yeah. out of the discussion. I'm afraid because I'm 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 not a Blu-ray person. I I was like you until about six months ago when I happened upon I got a Blu-ray player and it's pretty cool. I like I like having Blu-ray. I just got Back to the Future for Christmas on Blu-ray and it looks great. So I'm kind of looking forward to Star Wars. But I as as easily as they can fit stuff on a disc. I would love to have a really nice version letterboxed of the original original along with the special edition. So, yes, I fall into the boat of it would be nice to have a copy of each version that's come out Um, Mm. just for nostalgic sake. Um, But going along with that, like things that those people wanted on the Blu-rays kind of thing. I think the closest you're going to get to that is that Star Wars revisited the Adawan guy uh, who's done. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, mean, I just watched that again recently, and I, I love his version. And then I also watched the original, original version. I have it on DVD, and it's not the best quality, but it's okay. And yep. there, there is such a difference between the special editions and the, the other one if you stop and look at them. And if you're like me and have read some of the EU books, like the Tales from Moss Eisley Cantina and stuff, like I, I look at those Cantina scenes very fondly because I've read about what happens to some of those guys in the background, and then when they're not there in the special editions, it's sort of like, huh, well, oh well. But, yeah, now I'm rambling. Sorry, sorry. Anyway. No, no, you're right. I, I, I totally agree with you. It, kind of, it takes things to a different level in the um, 
like Ad- Addy One's version where he's um he's even toned down some of the special edition effects and mm-hmm. uh you know just as they come into Tatooine the special edition I think it was almost like hey we can do CGI let's do lots of little rabbit things you know and <laughs> oh, yeah. the, you know the yeah. scenes swamped with them and then in Addy One's it's just tailed it back again and and it shows you the, the the difference in time how we we look at movies and how we look at effects and. Because, yeah, it was. I mean, the, the special edition time, it was all about CGI and, you know, oh, my God, we've got Jabba on screen, you know. Yeah. And when you look at it now, and it, it sucked. Yeah. It was awful. And they did two versions kept... of it. Both versions yeah, of it sucked. Like... <laughs> I know, I know. Um, Stepping on his tail and whatnot. But yeah. I think if you had a choice, what's the thing you would want most? And I know you've not got a, a, a Blu-ray there, Steve, but if you were to get Star Wars out on DVD or Blu-ray again – What's the kind of thing that you guys would want the most? What's the, and I think I can guess, but what is it you would probably want the most? Um, the thing that I'd probably most want, I mean, there's no chance of it happening. This is probably just me, um, you know, expressing my ultimate Star Wars fantasy. Cause I'm, Go I'm, for it. You know, That's the, 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 <laughs> if it's clean and it doesn't involve as many slave layers, <laughs> go for it. Um, you know, the scenes haven't been shot or anything, but just some sort of loose end tying up like maybe even seeing Ahsoka in episode 3 or Qui-Gon in episode 2 or just you know just some sort of just so that everything is now coming for you know just even if it's just a mental circle someone, like in mm. like in Return of the Jedi if Darth Vader me- or if Obi-Wan mentions to Luke that Darth Vader had an apprentice you know just something like that it's just you know just to tie up all these things that they're creating now into the originals just to form some sort of continuity i think that'd just be the ultimate i think but as i said there's no chance of it happening because you know they can't shoot the film the, the scenes so, sure okay that's so interesting i didn't if we didn't get think you were going to see that if we get an ahsoka force ghost at the end of return of the jedi i'm going to have to do <laughs> steve okay that's your fault if that happens <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, that would be rather funny. But, uh... <laughs> it would. It would. <laughs> oh god! Don't 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 give George Lucas ideas. I know. Um, uh, you end up with a first ghost like in Robot Chicken. <laughs> I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, did that. Um, what about you? What's the one thing you really want out of these box sets or these uh, re-releases? Um, I think it would be kind of cool. I don't know what it would do to the storyline, but I think it would be kind of cool to see these deleted scenes of... Uh, That's the one I had. Yeah. yeah, of the, you know, either the beginning of A New Hope, where Luke is out there at the moisture evaporator with the treadmill droid looking up and trying to... And then he goes to Toshi Station to show Biggs and everybody. Um, if we get if we get that scene, and if we get the sandstorm scene from Return of the Jedi, I think I'd be pretty stoked. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I'd actually be really stoked if we got both of those. But whether or not we do, I don't know. I think the one I'm really looking forward to, definitely deleted scenes is the thing I want to see. We've seen so many on different things. The Star Wars CD-ROM from many, many years ago, I managed to get to get hold of it. And uh, I always remember seeing the scene from uh, A New Hope that you're talking about with, with the, um, you know, looks at the moisture evaporator looking up and mm-hmm. he sees the stuff. And I thought, why have I never seen this before? And, you know, at the time, went back, checked through the, you know, the video versions and couldn't see it and yeah. couldn't believe that I'd found this thing, you know, that this rare piece of footage. So I really want to see all that, that stuff. But the one scene that really uh, I'm looking forward, and I think it's the easiest one they could put in, mm-hmm. and I really hope they do, is the Hoth base with the Wampus. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's yeah. the one that really I'm looking forward to if they do it. So, Definitely. so for, for those that are listening, if you don't know what I mean, um, 
Uh, at one point, we've seen many photographs and images online. In fact, you can kind of see some rough footage of it in places as uh, 3PO is, as he's running towards a falcon to escape from the Imperials coming into Hoth. He um, runs by a door which has a yellow sticker on it, which basically in Arabesque says warning, wampers or something. And he rips it off so that snowtroopers come in and actually go in and get attacked by the wampers. But that has other connotations because the... They then have to show scenes where Wampas attack the rebels and kill Tauntauns inside the rebel base. And yeah. Yeah, so it's a little bit weird, but it's one thing that I'd love to see is, is more of Empire Strikes Back because, I mean, you know, sadly with Irvin Kershner this year, um, such a good, good movie. It's um, I'd love to see more of his kind of vision and how we all got it together. So, Speaking of Irvner, did you, have you – I'm sure you guys have seen it, but uh, he also did RoboCop 2. Uh, yeah, and what's kind of cool is he got um, crap, and I'm totally blanking on his name right now. But he got the stop motion guy who did the Adat Walkers to do all the stop motion work for Ed 209 and all of that for RoboCop That's 2 right. as well. So I mean, it's it's sort of a reunion between the two of them for RoboCop 2. Um, yeah. Anyway, more rambling. Excellent. No, no, I, I, it's, <laughs> it's it's one of the things I think Irvin was um, really people were saying was Empire Strikes Back without a doubt. But the next thing immediately was always RoboCop Two, which I can barely remember actually. Um, it's kind of weird to watch it. You can tell that it was during the time of uh, you know just say no to drugs and the war on drugs and things because that's kind of the whole storyline. And it's it's not as good as the first one, but it's still you know it's fun sci-fi. You yeah. Know, whatever. I remember that. I think that RoboCop is a jetpack, doesn't he? Uh, that might have saved that one for the third one. Oh, there's a third one, of course. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. Completely <laughs> I know. Long time, long time. But uh, yeah, well, look, you know, if we could get these, and apparently we're going to get the first Blu-ray at the end now, pretty much in a year's time. So uh, that'll be something to talk about. So we'll we'll really get to see finally what they put on these discs. My money is on the fact that. Sadly, I think we're going to be milked a little, and we're not going to get this utopian set. Because it's the first time in Blu-ray, I think they'll probably give us bits and pieces and not the full thing. But uh, Yeah, probably. One day. One day. One day when we're really old and wrinkly, even more than now. But like, any news for, or anything you guys want to talk about for 2010? Any highlights or things you want to see? Um, no, I... I just want to thank everybody for the support that I've gotten on DBSW that I've gotten on the mm. podcast here with you, Stephen. It's been, it's been a really good year as far as all that stuff has gone. Uh, and I look forward to next year. Definitely. Steve, for you, are you pretty much, uh, we've, we've drained everything from 2010, I think. Yeah, pretty much drained everything, but I'd just like to do the same as wit, you know, just thank everyone who's, who's given me the support over on YouTube and, on Facebook and now my my blog that I've just set up as well. You know, if it you know if it wasn't for all those guys out there watching, then I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. So I'm Absolutely. not probably I'm probably going to forget to do it in my 400th video. So I thought I'd just uh, do it now and say thank you to everyone because you know it's, right. it's all it's all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, and, and and the same from me as well. Everybody who who you know follows blogs and podcasts and videos and everything. Um, yeah, we, we kind of do these things because you guys watch and listen and, and feedback to us and tweet back and all these different things. So, yeah, you kind of need that community. And without it, it would be very quiet and lonely. So big, big thank you from the three of us, I think. Um, cool. Okay. So just for people, and again, Steve, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I hope you'll come back someday. Um, yeah, it was uh, a pleasure to have you. I've always looked up to your work. and It's nice to finally talk to you in person. Definitely, definitely. An honor, sir. 
Yeah. Um, so people can find you. We'll put it in the show notes. But your um, your main kind of blog is is it Sithlord two two nine? The blog is sithlord229.blogspot.com. <laughs> um, obviously, my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash sithlord229. And my Facebook um, group actually doesn't have a link because it's just a load of numbers and slashes and stuff like that. So if you just want to check out my overall channel and there's a little uh, a little link, if you scroll down a little bit there and you can access my Facebook and blog and uh, we'll put you uh, we'll put all your, your links in the, the show notes and make sure people can find you and watch your 400th video yeah um, the uh, what was I going to say my brain has just gone into meltdown um, what where can people find you and uh, what kind of oh things? the usuals uh dbsw.net I know you keep promoting my YouTube channel but I'm not doing anything on there at the moment so I'm not going to say anything <laughs> Just dbsw.net you guys can find me there I've been talking about it for a while hopefully I'll get a redesign up at some point that makes all the other links more accessible but that's where you can start cool and me flyguy.net and pretty much everything's linked from there and um, that's us I think pretty much for the end of episode 4 and the end of 2010 so Thank you, George Lucas and Star Wars, for uh, making us spend lots of money and uh, <laughs> giving us something to talk about. And, um, yeah, uh, beat to death here over this podcast. But, um, yeah, thank you for listening and thank you for watching, Steve and Whit and myself. And we shall, um, yeah, we'll see you all in 2011. Yeah, may the force be with everybody. Cool. Definitely. Cheers again, Steve. Yeah, honestly, it was my pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you not a problem, not at all. I mean, I'm sure we'll get you back at some point. We've got plenty more to talk about. So. Yeah. <laughs> cool. See you all in 2011.